Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for joining us a little later in the program. We're going to talk with Charlie Beckham, a city administrator who is retiring after more than four decades serving six different mayors here in the city of Detroit. He also happens to be my uncle. So we're going to have a very interesting conversation, not only about the city and what has happened in this city over the last 44 years that he has been serving, but we'll talk a little about my family and its role in this city. So you're going to want to stay tuned to that. It'll get started at about half past the hour. Up first, though, Michigan Secretary of State plays a crucial role in state government. You're probably really familiar with that office through the local branches where you renew your driver's license, get your license plates, pay vehicle registration fees, and so forth. But it's also the state's top elections official and maintains some of the state's most important records. Republicans hope our next Secretary of State will be Mary Trader Lang. She is a certified public accountant by trade and a member of the Eastern Michigan University Board of Regents, a role she has served in since 2012. Mary Trader Lang joins me now to talk about her campaign to become Michigan's next Secretary of State. Uh, Ms. Trader Lang, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here today, Stephen. Yes. Uh, so let's start with your background. Uh, what is it in your background that you think prepares you for the job of Secretary of State? Well, quite honestly, I think in this day and age, I have the modern day set of skills for modern Michigan. And I've been in private practice uh, for the last 30 years, being a CPA, running various divisions of operations of business finance, computer security, um, even government affairs for that matter. And over 15 years of my career have been focused on computer security. I was working with computer security well before computer security was a common household Before we were all talking about it, right? Yes. And so I bring that business mentality, the innovation, thinking out of the box, and the technology aspects to the position. And I think in this day and age, to continue the forward momentum of our great state and to ensure that we have an individual that not only leads with integrity, but has those leadership skills and follows the rules of law, um, I have that background as a CPA and the strength of the computer security background as well. Huh. Uh, as I said in the open, there's sort of two two main uh, uh, issues that this office oversees. One is uh, yeah, licensing and, and driver's licenses and things like that. But the other is elections law. Uh, and I, I'm curious what in your background do you think uh, prepares you to deal with that end of the Secretary of State's business. The election law yeah. side of the House. Mm-hmm. Well, my platform of security optimization and stability has really resonated nicely across the state um, with uh, citizens. And the one citizen, one vote, whereas um, we're not only training the clerks as well as poll workers, recruiting poll workers so that we have workers there available for understaffed precincts, but cleaning up the voter rolls. I get it. I understand it. I'm removing those that are deceased, continuing to forge that process by partnering up at the Eric Estates um, today. Uh, Ruth Johnson participates in the interstate cross-check where we exchange information among states where people are leaving our state and we can remove them for our voter, voter rolls, another way of cleaning up. But I also plan on, with my business-minded um, um, background, 
to forge partnerships with Secretary of States throughout the United States. Mm -hmm. And this is to not only to continue to clean up our voter rolls, but to share some best practices amongst each other. I actually, in all my leadership positions, executive leadership positions throughout my career, I have utilized the collaboration team spirit. And this is a way in which we, state of Michigan, can become leaders as we develop those relationships. And then lastly, under my one citizen, one vote portion of the platform is the computer security aspect. And really, that's the dynamics that I bring to the office as well. Understanding how to protect the integrity of the vote, understanding how to produce fair elections and protect those voter rolls. Um, that is the strength behind on the chief election side of the house. There's also the chief motor vehicle side, sure. which might be your next prompt question, yeah, too. Yeah, uh, the motor vehicle side, uh, of course, the last two secretaries of state have really changed the way that that works for us. Uh, when we go to the secretary of state's office, uh, I, I mean, I can remember long ago that uh, it was a lot more difficult to get your business done uh, in those branches. Uh, what is, if you are elected in November, I guess, what are the things that, that still are out there that you would like to see improved? So I bring, as I indicated earlier in this interview, is that I bring the modern technology to the office for modern Michigan. And I have a slogan that's called Respect Your Time and Line. And there's a number of bullets under there. And that's really taking technology to the next level. Mm -hmm. You really shouldn't have to be in the Secretary of State's office, but once every eight years. And that's to get your photo to update your driver's license. But it's broadening and expanding the online services, making it a user-friendly experience, um, um, putting an Express SO app, app on your phone so that you have the option to do Secretary of State transactions on your phone, mm -hmm. just as you do as banking and everything boarding, else you everything do, else sure. you do. Yeah. But broadening and expanding the My Time service that Ruth has introduced where you have an appointment it's only in 43 of the 130 locations today, branch locations. I plan on making that a top priority in 2019 to broaden and expand that throughout all the branches so everyone has that opportunity. And then the innovation side of my background is bringing, um, taking the kiosks. They're tested and proven. You can get licensed tabs and a few other transactions but broadening the uh, transactions that are available on those kiosks and placing them in Michigan-based businesses, such as a Myers, so that individuals have the app opportunity to do transactions with the Secretary of State 24-7 mm -hmm. in these retail environments so they don't have to wait for the branch offices to be open. At the end of the day, you know, it's kind of like the Amazon experience. Um, how long do you wait to place an order there? <laughs> Ultimately, I'm taking technology, which is so common in our everyday experience, and moving it forward in the Secretary of State's office. That's my background. Computer security, computers, a great majority of my background as a CPA was focused in that area. And I'm taking that technology to the Secretary of State's office and utilizing it so each of us benefit from it. And we also save taxpayers money in the process. Mm -hmm. uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Mary Trader Lang. She is the Republican nominee for the Michigan Secretary of State race that is underway and we will vote on in November. She's a certified public accountant by trade and a member of the Eastern Michigan University Board of Regents, where she has served since 2012. Look at the fist pump there from Mary <laughs> Trader Lang when I talked about Eastern. Uh, if you want to give us a call, join the conversation. What questions do you have for Mary Trader 
Andrew Lang, what questions do you have about the Secretary of State's office? Uh, what is most important to you in the person who will be the Secretary of State, and what do you hope will change with that office? As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. And uh, we will work you into the conversation. We are talking with Ms. Trader Lang as part of our effort to help keep you informed ahead of the November elections. And we will have all of the statewide candidates for office in Michigan in here at some point uh, during this campaign. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Uh, Ms. Trader Lang, I want to talk a little about uh, voting in this state and the way that we require people to identify themselves before uh, they vote. What do you think of the idea that uh, people should check a box that affirms their American citizenship when they go to the polls? Is that something you support? Well, I think we already have those things in place today. So it's it's just another procedure that would have to delay the lines and everything like that when you're up there voting. But um, my platform of one citizen, one vote, that is really cleaning up the rolls and ensuring that we do have just citizens voting in each electoral process. It's important and imperative. And so the, the idea of a box on on the, the, the ballot that affirms that you're not you're, you don't think that we need that. Well, you know, we I don't think we need it. I quite honestly don't. Yeah. I think we have processes in place today that we are able to clean the, the voter files and ensure that that's only citizens voting. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, the promote the vote ballot question that voters are going to decide in November, which seems to me to sort of go hand in hand with the role of the secretary of state. Uh, if it passes, that would allow straight ticket voting, no reason absentee voting. It would give additional time for members of the military to vote. It would allow people to register to vote at any time with proof of residency, protect secret ballots, a, a whole host of things designed to make sure that it's easy for people to cast their ballots. Uh, where do you stand on that? Well, I am against that, and I'll tell you exactly why. Um, first and foremost, I sent out a blast amongst those that are on my email distribution list. Two-thirds of the, the, the bill is already in place. The, the secure ballots are in place. The, the um, active military serving overseas, 45 days is a mandate not only by the state but also the federal government. Um, post-election audits, uh, Ruth Johnson has produced over 1,500 post-election audits. These things are already in place. And this initiative is actually driven, and it was in the papers even this week, it's driven from outside interests, outside the state of Michigan, to come in and institute a same-day registration voting. That's really the when crux you say of that I'm When you say yeah. it's influenced by outside, I mean, I, the, the people who first came to talk to me about this were all people who live here, who work here. And who work on elections here. So what, I guess when you say it's outside influences, who, who are you talking about? Well, first of all, Stephen, if, if you're paid uh, you know, $2 to get a signature, there's some motivation behind that. And also there's an article in the paper this week that indicate that um, there is um, um, outside interests that are supporting this. Over a million dollars yeah. has been coming in from outside our state. So yeah. that, but this idea started it. here, and it was well, and, largely and, the ACLU, which went to a number of different organizations to and, get their buy-in and put all of these things together. That's, well, and so let's put them all together, but let's not taint it with things that already exist. So if they want the same-day 
registration, mm-hmm. if they want straight ticket voting, which was just turned down here in the state of Michigan for the first time, um, then let's stick to the meat of what the bill is about. And I let me go back to it, too. The reason for me totally against it, too, one mm-hmm. of the primary reasons, and that was in my blast, is that it's putting a burden on the clerks the day of elections. First of all, when you register to vote, you go to the clerk's office. You don't go to a poll to register to a vote. But you do in we, some states. There are states and, that, that do that, and they don't seem to have, uh, they don't seem to, in some cases, have as many problems as we do. And that may be the situation, but we already talk about the lines that we have associated here. We're just going to add an additional burden. We're also going to add an additional burden on the clerks to verify that these are authentic citizens. You just indicated, do you, are you in favor of checking a box for the citizenship? We are unable the day of election to be able to properly put an individual through the Department of Homeland Security and all the other measures that we utilize today to make sure that the person is a valid voter before we put them on our voter roll. So I think that this is just um, putting an additional burden on the clerks the day of an election, which there's so much that they have on their plate anyways to ensure that it's efficient and an operational um manner yeah. everything is done. What about no reason absentee voting? That's another one of the things that they would uh, put in there. Uh, do you support that? I support a secure no reason absentee bo- voting and that is associated with going to the clerk's office, showing your ID and asking for an absentee ballot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, again, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You could also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, let's go to Violet in Detroit. Violet, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, Stephen, and hey. hi, candidate. Um, I have a couple of questions. Number one, uh, you talk a lot about your digital acumen, how you're going to make the process of doing all things having to do with driving much easier for folks, phone apps, what have you. I'm wondering how you plan to uh, improve the voting experience with that hmm. skill set. I huh. heard just now that you support absentee voting, but only if somebody goes to a clerk's office. So do you plan to use that background to make voting any easier? A great question, Violet. Question Thanks. Is what kind of evidence do you have regarding uh, this, this huge problem of people voting under maybe deceased names? How big of a problem is invalid voting really? And Please point to the other. Okay. Great questions, both of them, Violet. Uh, thanks for the call. Uh, Mary Trader Lang, I'll give you a chance to answer. Hi, Violet. Uh, first of all and foremost, the, the voting app is designed to make it easy to do transactions at the branch office. I will not utilize my skills as a computer, uh, computer background to make that part of the voting process. We will remain under my care as Secretary of State a paper ballot process, and we have some of the highest um, level um, equipment today, which we just rolled out in the primary, most secure equipment for voting, and that um, I have the utmost confidence in it. There's no reason to tie phones, internet, or anything else into that electoral process. You feel like that it maybe makes it susceptible yes. to some of the yes. the mischief that uh, that would get in the way. Definitely, definitely, and um, and then in, in regards to the evidence of uh, deceased voters. Um, Ruth Johnson has removed over 500,000 um, deceased individuals, and uh, the legislature has approved a bill in which the next Secretary of State will do it once a month, in which 
we compare our voter rolls to the Social Security voter rolls. And so as individuals pass away, we will remove them. So uh, we've done a significant amount in cleaning it up thus far um, in regards to deceased voters. Um, moving forward, we need to just continue that. Um, I, think the, I think the question is whether there's evidence that people vote under the names of people who are deceased. I mean, is, is this an actual problem or are you sort of trying to get out ahead of what you think might be a problem? I think it's, you know, being proactive as opposed to reactive, Stephen, and getting ahead of the game is it. Um, I'm not saying there's a problem at all. I'm saying let's clean up the voter rolls. It's, it's, it is um, on a national survey that the state of Michigan has more registered voters than eligible voters. So it's evident that we still have a lot more cleaning up to do on our voter rolls. And so I, as the next Secretary of State, will make that a priority to continue that forward momentum and give accolades for Ruth Johnson, what she's done thus far. Okay. Uh, Violet, again, thanks very much for the call and the questions. Let's go to Mary in Huntington Woods. Hey, Mary, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi, Stephen and candidate. Um, I have two questions. One is regarding what exactly you mean by one person, one vote. And when you you say cleaning up the um, register, are you going to be like Ohio when people don't vote in two presidential elections or just two elections? Are you going to throw them off? Even Mm. though these people have been voting, maybe they had a reason they were sick, they didn't get an absentee ballot. I need to have specific information regarding that. And then the second part is there's new machines and people with handicaps are having a hard time getting both, using both their hands to get the ballot in. And if they can't use both hands, there's no one there to help them, so they don't get to vote. Hmm. What are you going to do with the machines? Hmm. Mary, thanks very much uh, for both of those questions. Uh, go ahead. Okay. First of all, Mary, I like your name. Uh, <laughs> sec- secondly, in regards to you said one person, one vote. What I, I, My platform says one citizen, one vote, and that is reference to what my previous response was, is cleaning up the voter rolls to ensure that we only have citizens voting here in our electoral process. Um, in regards to Ohio, no, I am not supporting anything that Ohio did. Um, I am supporting exactly what's in place today in our state and federal legislature, and that is that um, after, and this is how Ruth is handling it today, is after two federal, um, after an individual has not voted in two federal election cycles, the Secretary of State will send out a notice to them to say, hey, do you want to still remain on the voter roll? Mm-hmm. The, here in the state of Michigan, we do not automatically remove them from the voter rolls. We communicate with the citizen before we would ever remove a citizen from the voter rolls. Mm-hmm. And I will support that 100%. Okay. Now, in regards to the handicap equipment, um, as I mentioned, we have brand new state-of-the-art equipment from three various vendors that were approved by the legislature, and we've spent over $30 million on this equipment. The, I don't know, Mary, if you have saw this new handicap equipment in, um, in at the primary, but we do have brand new handicap equipment, and actually I have um, tested it. I've um, played with it, and it is wonderful from both um, all the limitations that are associated with the handicap. Um, so... If you have particulars on what the new equipment is and that there's some 
deterrence for handicapped people, I would love to hear from you directly, which you can write me at Mary Treater Lang for F-O-R-S-O-S. Um, at gmail.com, mm-hmm. and I will answer that um, offline for you. Okay. Uh, again, Mary, thanks very much for the call. Let's take one more here. Rhonda in Ypsilanti. Rhonda, welcome to Detroit today. Thanks so much for taking my call. Uh-huh. Thank you for uh, taking time to do this interview. Uh-huh. Uh, my question is about uh, availability of voting times. Um, we've heard several, over several years, you know, some for some folks, the time frames that the polls are open are prohibitive to allow them to vote. And I'm wondering about what is the possibility of having a 24-hour voting period on voting day? So that means the polls would open at 12 midnight and they would go straight to 11.59 or 12 midnight the following day. And that way it allows for a, a, a broad time range. Everybody's schedules could be accommodated. And it's still on voting day instead of like polls being open eight to six or eight to seven or whatever the time frame is now. Why not just add those extra hours to really give everybody access? Hmm. Rhonda, great question. Uh, Mary, uh, how, how would you handle that? You know, I think that is a wonderful question. And I think it goes back to my business acumen in that um, thinking out of the box and bringing some creativity um, to the office. And um, if there's a need, it makes business sense that we do that. And um, if it is difficult for individuals to vote during those um, time constraints, um, I'm, I have no problem expanding that. That's all the more reason with part of my platform, uh, One Citizen, One Vote, in recruiting poll workers or in training them and making sure that they have the necessary skills, we would just have to double up on that and make sure because you could never ask anyone to work a 24-hour shift and then still um, compile the data at the end of the day. So we would just have to administratively uh, make that work too. Okay, Mary Trader Lang, Republican nominee for Michigan Secretary of State. Thanks very much for being here with us on Detroit Today. Thank you. I'm just delighted to be here, and thank you very much. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll have you back again before the end of the campaign. All right, up next, we're going to talk to Charlie Beckham, a city administrator who is retiring after more than four decades serving six mayors here in the city of Detroit. He also happens to be my mother's younger brother, which makes him my uncle. That will be a very interesting conversation, so stay tuned. Also, don't forget, if you have to miss any of today's conversation, you don't have to miss out on the show entirely. Go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts, download and subscribe to Detroit Today. Take us with you and listen when you are ready. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today.